What's up, bikers? I'm Robert. This is the Biker Bar Podcast, episode 122. Today we have Park Tool, and if you're familiar with their YouTube channel and the presence that they have on there, a gentleman named Calvin Jones. With that being said, I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you guys the normal beginning here. Do me a favor, we're, we're going to be short on time today, so it's going to be a quick, quick one. So with that being said, I'm going to say that again. With that being said, how many times can I say that in like three minutes? For real? Anyways, if you can do me a favor, swing by my Instagram or my Facebook. Give me a follow over there. It's, you know, gives you updates to the channel and what's going on around, around the Biker Bar and the Biker YouTube channel. As well as if you really want to help support the channel, do me a favor. Go by Patreon. It helps a lot. From buying new mics to new cameras to fixing stuff that's broken or just as simple as putting beer in the fridge. All of those things help the channel and help the content keep flowing. So if you could swing by patreon.com, look up biker, B1KER. That's all you got to do. If you don't want to do any of that, but you still want to help out, you can just watch watch everything. You can hit, hit the thumbs up, subscribe if you want to see more, all of that jazz. With everything, with everything else, there's there's at least one thing that you can remember that it only takes a bike to be a biker, right? So let's go ahead and get this thing started. <laughs> All right. How's it going, Calvin? Good, good. We're doing well here. You? Not bad, man. It's just, it's Friday. I'm getting ready to roll into the weekend, so I'm, I'm excited about Ooh, that. hope we're not cutting in and out on the old internet there. Oh, no, you're doing just fine. Oh. Is it, is it sound like it, it's stopping on your side? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We got to... Uh... Kick the hamsters downstairs. <laughs> Everything looks like it's running normal on my side, so I think well, it's, it's possible. It's our, it's our side. Let's we'll see what happens. Stay <laughs> Where are you guys located? We are in uh, Oakdale, which is just outside of St. Paul, so we're in Minnesota. Is that is that where Park Tool started, or are they they always uh, been we're really close? The the Park Tool. Uh, there is no Mister Park, which is interesting. Uh, we did get a lot of hits from Korea on people searching for family because of the name park. The, the park that we're named after was an actual city park. And it, it's a common thing in, this, in the, the 60s, older times, to name your, your, your bike shop close to whatever you're, you're next to, right? You're next to a waterfall. You're, it, was, uh, it was close to Hazel Park Schwinn. So Hazel Park was a city park. And they had a, a, a Schwinn shop. So that was uh, uh, Howard Hawkins and his partner, Art, uh, Art Engstrom. Um, so they called it Hazel Park Schwinn. So people would call up and say, well, where are you located? Next to Hazel Park. Oh, OK. <laughs> well, so they grew and grew and grew. And then the company, the, the, the bike shop moved away from Hazel Park. So now you're in trouble, right? Right. So now they are nowhere near Hazel Park, so they had to drop Hazel, and then they were Park, right? So now right. that's Park Schwimm. And then they started making their own tools. That's the whole story of, of uh, back in the 60s, you know, when they got going on tool making, that, uh, that, there, wasn't, that there wasn't any any tools being made, so they made their own repair stands. They had to make their own their own stuff. Um, so then they, they started doing that. And then the, the Schwinn rep, uh, Jay Townley started noticing, oh, you guys make your own stuff. 
that looks pretty good. And uh, Schwinn contracted with them make make our stuff. So uh, a lot of the early repair stands and early truing stands are Schwinn approved. Schwinn approved, then uh, those are actually Park products. So oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. So uh, a little technical note, real quick. When you're cutting out, are, are the people or all the people still seeing me? Or I think sometimes everything's you, coming along on 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 my end which would be the same way that it's going okay on good, good, good. I'm gonna assume that, uh, everyone's everyone's here and so yeah that was uh uh schwinn's color was red right so schwinn that was this company uh company company color so i uh, hope you don't hear that do you hear that noise definitely hear your phone ringing <laughs> uh, you're gonna decline decline go away you there we go sorry <laughs> i don't even know who that was so um, the uh, uh, the you were Schwinn saying Schwinn's red. color is red and yeah, Schwinn's red. They wanted to offer their own tool line, so they still made Schwinn tools, but they wanted to offer their independent tool line. You can't do red, right? Right. So they did blue. Went with blue, right? The opposite, yeah. On the spectrum, your you know color spectrum, the opposite blue. So that's where all the blue came from. So when they started the part tool specifically. It was blue, so that's where the the company color uh, came from. How long from. have you been with the company? Yeah, so that's our. We're going to stick to that story. Yeah, how yeah. long have you been with, with the company? Uh, coming up, uh, well, twenty five years into my twenty fifth year. Oh wow! Yeah, so it's the first first year that my kid was born, so it's pretty easy to track. So yeah, yeah, right. It works works out pretty good. So. Yeah, my son was born in 2000, so I can always remember how. Oh, the easy math. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so my daughter is 2002. I, I got a really deep oh, dig, dive deep into the mathematical yeah. bin there. For yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but fortunately, it's easy because math is not my strong suit. Right? Uh, yeah. So I, when you first started, there there wasn't like a social media presence. What was it that you started doing? Yeah, that would, well, that would be 97 in its early internet, right? So right. that's funny. I mean, okay, there was an internet social media, right? There was reputation and, and uh, you know, that, of course. So, right, the early, early internet, people starting to email a lot more. And uh, um, we were early on, we were actually on America Online, if yeah. anybody remembers AOL, that weird little bubble. It was a weird little bubble of, uh, oh, this is the internet. Don't go outside the circle into that evil world, right? So right. we were in the internet, AOL family, and then eventually, you know, one of our guys said, no, let's just, let's go out there. So, yeah. oh my gosh, we went out into the, the real world and it was scary and and I got our own website and, um, well, that was, yeah, 97, 98, and I did a lot of the early articles, and uh, we got a camera. I was really excited about the camera we got because it took a three-inch floppy, and I could take it out and put it straight in the computer and download <laughs> my pictures. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty exciting technology. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely times have changed, huh? Oh, yeah. it's it's And then and, and in a lot of ways, the... That's a whole different, you know, it's the same story, I guess we could talk about it, but the importance of, of knowledge 
from the internet is is a good thing uh, in a lot of ways. It can help mechanics. Certainly, it helps people get get their rides going. Uh, there's a lot of good information on the internet, and there's a lot of bad information on the internet. Yeah, I think there's there's probably more bad information than there is yeah. good, right? But you 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 see, uh, um, yeah, okay. You look at the the Giro and the Tour and these big races. It, a lot of what they're doing, their guys are hanging out the car. They're not adjusting limit screws. They're there with their phone trying to upload the firmware. Right. I mean, you know, and it's it's one of the interesting fixes. You if you watch any of the the roadies do this, uh, somebody will have a problem, and they'll they'll ride along and they're looking back at it, and their their teammate comes up. And the, you, you put your hand on his shoulder. So I'll put my hand on your shoulder to keep me steady. I ride alongside. I take my foot and I kick the rear derailleur. Right. That's the that's the modern fix. Because it, you know, is it a does it do any good? I doubt it. Right. <laughs> I feel feel like, oh, that's great. You know, my lady comes from the time when you bang on things to make them work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. My day job, I do IT, right? So as a as an IT guy, I'm like, let me tell you, babe, banging on stuff doesn't work. So she has this iPad, right? And the screen was like not working, right? And she kept banging on it. I'm like, look, stop banging that thing. You're going to break it. And so one day it's like totally on the fritz. And I'm like pushing, I'm doing all the IT things and it's not working. And she's like, I've had it. She takes the iPad from me and just smacks the thing on the table hard as hell. And I'm like, you're going to break. Like, it's probably broken. That's probably it. And I swear to God, that iPad never had a problem again. Yeah. So- <laughs> yeah. You scared it. You scared it. Right. So apparently banging it still works. <laughs> well, your, your hope is there's some sort of little wire that, oh, it's almost you're touching. And if I, if I hit it, ah, now it's good. It's connecting. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I've been riding bikes, you know, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm in my mid forties. I've been riding since I was a little kid, but I got into mountain biking probably mm-hmm. in the early nineties. And, uh, I, I wasn't in a bike shop, so I don't know if park tool was kind of the industry standard back then. I remember the tools that I were, was buying were probably coming from like Nash bar or performance mm-hmm. bicycles. And at what point, was it that park kind of just became this like standard across the board? Well, it, pretty early on in terms of shop wise, it, it went shop wise and then trickled out because I mean, Schwinn at its peak was when this all was happening. I mean, you wanted to be a Schwinn dealer. It was, it was right. professional. It was, you had the Paramount, you know, you had the warranty, you had the backup. They did advertising. Schwinn had Captain Kangaroo. I mean, who, what businessman didn't want to have Captain Kangaroo talking about you? So uh, we got. I don't even know how to explain that to the younger generation yeah, that could okay. be listening. Captain okay. Kangaroo was like, like I don't know, like like Sesame Street or something like that. Very, yeah, very early, much of a staple of young kids' lives back then. Yeah, early, early, <laughs> early Sesame Street. You know, the, yeah. a different Mister Rogers. Right, right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, so anyway, so Schwinn, we were all integrated in the Schwinn. Okay, so Schwinn kind of, I mean, that's the business cycle, right? Schwinn kind of dissolves and, you know, the giant falls apart into all these different pieces. But Schwinn trained a lot of people. They trained 
the, the business owners, they went out, you know, and the people who worked in the shops, uh, just as employees, they grew up and then they started to buy shops. So Schwinn had a huge influence that, that early Schwinn days, you know, when they all left, they took that knowledge and those, those business models with them. So mm -hmm. even if they ever, you know, then went on to different things, that basis of having Schwinn and Park Tool was, was part of that. So, you know, that, that's kind of where the, the shop stuff came from. And then right. we started doing consumer tools, which are important more and more and more um, so that people can, can fix their own bike and, uh, you know, speed forward many, many years to these unprecedented times. The uh, pandemic was very strange. That was a very strange time. Yeah. Uh, which is not, we're going to pretend, let's pretend here that it's over. So right. everyone out there in video land, just give us a, a pass hall pass on on this but um shops were were uh trying to uh to get bikes fixed stay open but you know one at a time and people couldn't get there they it was too busy so they started fixing their own bike we saw a huge spike okay we saw a huge spike in our videos everybody saw a huge spike in their videos right youtube you know, people were sitting at home running out right. of things to watch. So any ridiculous video of a, a cat on YouTube is going to get watched during uh, the COVID, the right. peak of COVID. So it was COVID was very good for cats. So, very good for cats. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, people started doing doing their own. You know, trying to get their bikes repaired because they they couldn't get it any other other way. So, uh -huh. yeah. I'm not saying it's good. It wasn't. Was it good for business? I don't know. No, it wasn't good for the world. <laughs> so, 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 do you guys have like your own machine shop that you're machining these? Well, yeah, sure. Or? We have four Haas machines, which uh, it's, it's a um, CNC, and we have lays where we we turn. You know, we we make everything we can. We have a a hand welder, like the big professional repair stands. We have a, a robot. We have two. Welding robots, which is a, a fun thing to watch. It, uh, um, oh, what do I have? Okay, here we go. So here's, you know, a piece of steel. Welding robot will come along and uh, you program it, you know, that it's going to go here. And it, you have to dial in, you know, the, the resistance, the amount of time it's going to spend there, the arc that it goes, and the current, right? So it's going to come in and do that. So if you get it right, it's, you know, and then boom, it's done. It's out of here. If you get it wrong and you have it too hot, if you, if you have this too hot, that's going to be a weak weld. You cooked it. You cooked the weld. If you came in cold, you didn't put enough power in here. It's going to be brittle. It's going to break. All right. So it's weak. So you have to have the robot. You know, just, oh, it's robot welding. Well, you still have to have it programmed just right, you know, and then somebody load the parts just right. So there's still a lot of skill there. Yeah, the company uh, I work yeah. for builds robots that go on the bottom of the ocean. And um, we yeah. have a huge, huge machine shop, but we were definitely, we're not doing anything where there, there's robotic welding. All our welding is still. Right. Uh, and then then uh, um, we, uh, we do all of our assembly here. We use a lot of vendors. Okay, like our trilling stands, uh, we weld them all here, but the steel is stamped. We bring the, you know, they have somebody you know, take the steel and fold it over and stamp it. I mean, that's a huge machine. 
right. that comes in and, and just you know takes this eighth inch steel and just slams it into a nice shape. Then we weld it and send it out. We don't do any painting here. And uh, chrome is interesting. We're doing less and less chrome. Uh, nobody wants to live next to a chrome plant. Okay, so yeah. we're trying to uh, avoid that when 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 we can. Moving moving away from from that. So um, that's interesting because back in the like eighties and nineties, if it wasn't chrome, it was wrong, right? Well, I, I guess you know as much as you know bikers love to complain about cars. Guess where the love of chrome came from? Yeah, right. The auto, the bumper. There's more chrome on the bumpers of you know a '64, you know Chevy than than you know most of our repair parts. And right when the chrome businesses started to go away, right. So go to a, we're we're in the Twin Cities. It's a pretty major industrial city. Okay? Go to Pittsburgh. Go to Cleveland. You know, go to all these big uh, Chicago area, big industrial areas. Fewer and fewer okay, in Milwaukee. You know, Wisconsin, Detroit, not a lot of people left chroming. Not a lot of people. Uh, so, you know, yeah. if they're going away, we're not going to keep them in business. So we're, we're basically a big fish in a small pond, right? With, with right. our tool, we're the world's largest bicycle tool maker. Okay, we employ, geez, 70 people. Mm -hmm. You know, the, for... Which is pretty big for a bike, com bike, well, for a company. bike company, right? But yeah. compared to a, a, a car company, the seatbelt yeah. company employs probably a thousand. Right, I mean, right, yeah. You know, so we're we're that's what I'm saying. It's you know, cycling. You know, oh, we're the center of the universe. Well, yeah. we're a little little bitty pocket, and we've uh, we think we're important in our world, and maybe we are, but there's just a great big world out there. That yeah, that's one of those things that I really like that people learn from this podcast is that even myself before I was, you know, more involved in the industry, like I assumed that if it was like park tool or, you know, Cali helmets or something like that, that there's, you know, some dude in a suit running the show and yeah. it's this big, huge business. And as I became part of the, the bike industry, I just really learned how small everything is. And so many of these businesses are, you know, mom and pop type shops with, you know, their friends and family working there and then just grew from there a little bit more. And they're really not huge, huge, like businesses like you would see, see in, like you mentioned, the automotive world. So right. it's always interesting to, um, right. I think, for people to understand that. Right. So the, the owner, Eric Hawkins, is the, the son of the, one of the founders and, you know, is, is, is uh our, our CFO is, is his sister, uh, Sarah Carlson. And, you know, it, it's a lot of people been here a long time, a lot of friends and friends of friends start working here. And, you know, so we support, it's interesting to think of it this way, you know, how many families do you support, right? Right. You know, we have, we were 50, probably two years ago, we were, we were 50 people and, it, and it's hard to keep people. So, you know, with the, the competitive pricing and, and, and stuff, you know, it's, yeah. so it's, it's good to have that institutional knowledge of, um, you can even here's, here's an example. So here we go. So here's a you know, pretty stock tool. It's a shop tool. It's supposed to have this piece here. This is supposed to turn and, you know, an employee has been around, they're going to know what this does. So here comes a new employee. They just started today. 
well, this is going on and it's jamming. It doesn't turn nice. Do they know that? Do they know? Oh, just put it in a bag. And so we rely on our good people. We rely on, on, on having consistent people know, oh, no, no, that's not supposed to do that. Right. You know, right. That, that's a problem. So that's a reject. So um, your, yeah. your people are really your, truly your, you know, your basis of what you're doing. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think something's changed with culture that that culture of wanting to go work for somewhere for your entire life is. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's not looked like back when I was younger, it was looked on as like, like, like something that you wanted, you know, and, and nowadays people barely want to stay somewhere for five years. Like if they're somewhere for five years, they're thinking, they're, oh, oh, I need to move. Yeah. My, my career is stagnant. I'm not right. doing whatever. And uh, right. it's really interesting that like why to think about maybe why things change that way. I don't know. Well, back, back in the olden times, back in the old days, when we used to have trade shows, what used to be called the trade show, people, yeah. which is an excuse to go to Las Vegas or Reno's. That's what the trade show is. Right. The mechanics would come up and, you know, they'd tell you this. And, yeah, well, I've been bike mechanic a long time. I've been bike mechanic five years. Oh, five years. Well, that's great. So <laughs> they, you're right about that. And they say that about, you know, the you know, the dreaded M word. You know, I don't know if it's okay to, to say that uh, millennial, if that's yeah. allowed. That, But it's true of the modern economy that you don't stay places long. And I can see that. It, I mean, I guess it's the way a way to do things. But what, uh, you know, no one's going to, I don't want to be, I'm not going to tell your viewers to get off of my lawn, okay? Yeah. So, no, I'm not going to yell at people. But it is nice when you talk to a person and have that long view yeah. that, that you've been around and you've seen this, this, this cycle before, right? You've seen, you know, the bike boom of the 70s. You know, it's not the COVID boom. It's different. Yeah. But it's good to have had that experience. Um, so the, I do like people drilling down into their profession and having that deep knowledge, right? Yeah. Experiencing a lot of bikes, talking to a lot of people. Um, okay, imagine a doctor. I've been a doctor for five years. That's enough. I'll go be a welder. Well, yeah. You know, you need, these older doctors have seen a lot of disease, have seen a lot of symptoms, and I'll argue that's exactly like a, a good a good mechanic. You've had your butt, your hand on a lot of bikes. You've heard a lot of creaks, and you've you've heard the, the the complaints. And that database that you build in your brain is uh, is important. The internet does not replace it, and an app, a phone app, cannot duplicate that. Yeah. And I think in terms of manufacturing, like what you guys are doing, if you don't have people with long-term experience at your, your company, you're, wow. you're, you're almost bound to make mistakes that you've made in the past over again, where, you know, somebody could be looking at that tool that you were holding a few minutes ago and be like, oh, well, this is how we fix this. And the guy that's been there for 15 years knows, you know, actually we tried that 20 years ago. And it was a failure and this is what went wrong. And this is why we decided to design it that way. Right. Instead of you going down this path of, of re, you know, redoing some, some problems that you've already come to solutions on, you know? Right. True. Yeah, very true.
So you guys, um, what's what's the park warranty on the tools that, I mean, there's a price. There's definitely a, a, a premium to your tools. Well, sure, park, park uh, tool is uh, it's materials and workmanship, okay? Right. So, and uh, people, you know, some of the public wants a lifetime. Well, what does that mean? It means if we made it bad, we you know, we didn't we didn't weld it right. Good example that that weld. If we got that weld, we cooked it. Okay, workmanship that's warranty. Uh, mm -hmm. We put in uh, we meant to put in steel, but instead we used a piece of plastic. Okay, that's material. You know, yeah. so we blew it there. Um, uh, but if if something you know where normal wear is is normal wear, and we don't warranty for that. Yeah. And, uh, we do get some pushback on that, that, oh, it should be lifetime like, you know, Snap-on. And well, guess what? Craftsman and Snap-on don't do that either. Yeah. <laughs> a bit of a myth that, oh, you, you know, um, one of the famous stories, because uh, my dad was a Snap-on tool dealer, right? So I have some some background. So it runs in the family, the tool yeah, business. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people will come up, I'll, I'll take the screwdriver in front of the dealer and I'll bend it, you know, on a vice and, You'll hand me a new one. Well, you know what? He's handing you a new one because he knows that you're on his account and he's going to get more money from you later. That's a little trade yeah. secret there from the because the, the stamp on business, they're they're their own businesses, right? A tool dealer owns those tools. He wants yeah. you to buy his tools, right? Right. Her tools, they don't want you to go down to craftsmen. So yeah, he, he's you're going to probably get a warranty out of that, that, that dealer, but that's not what it's intended for. So a, a cone wrench or is a really good example um, or, or a pedal wrench for a professional in a, in a situation, pedal wrenches have to be thin to fit the pedals, right? Right. If we made a really thick pedal wrench that never, ever wore out. It wouldn't fit the pedals. So you, you put a lot of pedals on, put a lot of pedals on, Eventually, it there's just basically two points of contact, and the load is actually only on one point. Um, and another another interesting issue is is the fit the fit of the tool. So uh, pedals, if you get a caliper on the pedal, right? Our tools are 15 millimeter. The pedals are significantly under that, right? Well, they the pedal cannot be 15. You can't have a 15 going in at 15 doesn't work there is a slip bit but if right. you have a pedal that's 14 and a half it it jiggles a lot it doesn't put the load where it's supposed to be it's going to wear out quicker that's just life and well you know somebody paid two hundred dollars three hundred dollars for their uh strain gauge you know power needle pedal and they're putting it on. Oh, this wrench is bad. Well, why don't you measure that pedal? And that yeah, then we'll talk. They want to blame the, the blame the tool, but you look at the tool first. So we have to to be careful there and, and make sure we're our stuff is to spec. And that's that's all all we can do. So. That's interesting. I didn't think about the possibility of the machining practices of the part that you're working on. Actually sure. Being, yeah. No, no, and Trim, they never make a mistake. <laughs> Just uh -oh. a sense of, a little sense of sarcasm there, right? Uh, maybe. <laughs> so um, 
how do your I, I know some of your tools they they typically have a name that is you know similar to what the actual tool does like pedal wrench might be like pw1 right and sometimes you'll have a 1.2 or a 1.3 which is a revision what is it that brings you guys to those revisions oh change and change in the marketplace i mean okay uh chain whip the famous chain whip i need a chain whip to hold the cassette sprocket okay so you know we got uh five speed now we're six speed okay everything's fine it's not that big a deal you know, seven, eight, nine, ten speed. Whoa, ten speed! Isn't this fun? Well, a five-speed chain will fit on a ten-speed sprocket. Okay, mm-hmm. a five-speed chain will fit on a thirteen-speed sprocket if it's off the bike. So, in other words, the teeth of the the sprockets haven't changed. It's still half-inch pitch. But the stack's so tight together. Once yeah. you put the sprocket on the cassette stack, the five-speed does not drop in nice. Yeah. So then, you know, we had to go to, uh, you know, more and more and more speeds, narrower and narrower chain to be relevant, right? Mm-hmm. To be to be relevant. And fortunately, in, in that example, it's backwards compatible. So if we have a a sprocket tool working on 12, 13 speed, and you do have your old five speed, it fits. It fits the sprocket. It, there's, you wouldn't ride with it. You wouldn't ride with it, but it it, it holds that sprocket. So yeah, yeah the, the naming can be kind of fun. You know, we, <laughs> we do spend some time. Sometimes it's pretty obvious, you know, like the pedal wrench and the, uh, um, or the, the okay, pedal wrench, you know, PW1. The PS1. Is that the pizza slicer? See, that's good. Depends where your head's at. I can tell where. (laughs) What's your. It's a piston spreader. Oh, there we go. (laughs) Piston spreader. So, um, or pad spreader. Yeah. It's thin. It's intended to spread with the pad. So, pad spreader is is the the, the best. There you go. Yeah, but as we. As the industry changes, or we just think of something better that it's going to be better, um, we'll do a point one or a point two. So, yeah. And if it's a completely new design and completely different, we just go to a different number. Uh huh. Yeah. Is there a way that like people can like make like uh, recommendations or anything like that? Or sure, get on our, our website. We always love love to hear. You know, we. Um, parktool.com there's a contact page and there's a form you know we could answer tech questions you know do i turn it clockwise do i turn it counterclockwise so and or um it's all all right there you know yeah comments yeah go go through there and and we 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 read all emails we we look at the the website you know youtube comments you know we it's our job to read those to know what what people like or, or don't like. So yeah, yeah. We you know we answer the phone. If if you call Park Tool, uh, you know we have Nicole and Chris. They'll, they'll answer the phone. You know you don't get a machine that you know, for French threaded mono brackets push six. <laughs> you get a person. You know, and then you well, what do you what do you need? I need this or that, or and then you'll get. You know, me or Truman or you know, all sorts of different. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I tell you, I am. Um, I hit 45 this year in August. I will be. And uh, people always told me that when you get in your mid 40s, your 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 vision, that up close vision, starts going. Huh. And um, what are you talking about? Right. And uh, so I I thought that this was something that happened like like it took a while to happen. Like you start seeing it coming. But for me, it's been like one day I woke up and it's like, oh, shit, I can't read anything anymore. Yeah. And your Allen keys have the sizes of the Allen keys written on them so small, the little T-handle ones. Bring it. I'm like, what What can I do? Like, I was thinking of 3D printing something. I was like, what can I do so I can actually read what sizes these are? Okay, here we what go. I'm going to grab something. Here we go. Consider it a game. Okay. Right. So you're feeling, and I truly believe this, and I do want to come back to the aging thing, but be able to close your eyes. You should be able to close your eyes as, as an experienced mechanic. Okay. This is a five. And that's kind of a fun game. <laughs> fun game. A, I, I do want to do some mechanics games. There's a festival I'm going to in, in Austria next next week. Uh -huh. for the GCN people. And um, that was one of the things I wanted to do at night is have mechanics games where we, all the, the geeky people that, you know, don't want to dance because they're having a disco, right? Turns out the right. British love to have discos. So, uh, but the people who don't want to dance would come over to my corner and we would do things like name, name the thread, right? Is that an M6 or is that a quarter inch? Right? And then, and um, oh, you could do all sorts of, of, uh, of, of fun little little things like not so much trivia, but mechanic skills. You know, make make people do awkward positions, and they have to turn the thread, you know, in a real awkward you know position. And, and uh, yeah, I think I think that'd be a, a lot of fun. But that that knowledge you know, about the five and six, but you're right, they should be bigger. So you 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 put that in a note. And uh, and send that on in and tell them Calvin said so too. All right, I'll, I'll definitely let him know. You know the, the aging thing, if I can talk about that a second, that's yeah, go for I it. Got to see my dad go through that, and uh, and I'm going through it. But okay, the vision, you know, definitely, you know, don't be shy about. And I love these little clippies here. You know that that the. So those of you guys that are listening, he has magnetic glasses where the middle of the nose piece is a magnet. Yeah, and he's just yeah, yeah. yeah but, on. Okay, see if can your audience see that there? Pow. There you fun. go. First time my dad saw these, he went, hey son, those, those are broken. Give me those things and I'll glue them. <laughs> Heck, there's a magnet. <laughs> so, you know, one thing I do now when I work, um, I'll wear safety glasses outside just for playing work for the UVs, for the ultraviolet. So I'm trying to be protective as, as I can. Plain old clear safety glasses cut UVs as much as sunglasses, right? People think it's, oh, the dark sunglasses. It's, you know, so from out to high altitude, especially wear safety glasses. You know, if you're gonna be aging in this profession. Another thing that, that you see and your older people know this, it's not, not uncommon, the skin thins. It's easier to tear. It's easier to cut, right? So, and depending on your, your genetics, you know, I, I definitely scratch and cut easier. It coagulate. It still coagulates and stops, which is nice. But definitely, you know, um, if you've worked with solvent, okay, not so much 
the older generations, you know, the greatest generation thing, they've often worked with, uh, like, remember my dad, he would use either gasoline or as a car mechanic. You're going to go to lunch, you need to wash your hands. Yeah, who's old spirits? Wash up with, you know, that's horrible. You don't, you don't want to, uh, you don't want to be doing that, but uh, it, it, it affects your skin over the years. So, you know, I still have, I still have a, a canister of mineral, mineral spirits that when you're really trying to get that stuff off, man, it works quick. <laughs> I, I agree. I agree. Don't, don't tell anybody that, okay? That's between us. <laughs> it's just a secret. We'll keep it on just okay, between okay. the two of us. Thank, thank <laughs> but uh, and also, um, you know, your back standing up a lot. They'll see, uh, you see the young you know, mechanics, oh, you shouldn't be sitting down when you work. Well, actually, that's not such a bad thing. There's definitely <laughs> some jobs you can do better sitting down. All right. For right. one, you're getting down low to the bottom bracket. That's a good example if you're, you're having to work there. And strength, you know, I'm not as strong as I, I, you know, of course, with these pipes, I was never quite that strong, but um, I really have to watch leverage. I like a long torque wrench for the leverage. You know, I yeah. work the mechanical advantage. Move yourself around the bike to get the best position to tighten and, and, and loosen so that, you know, as, as you get older and you change, a mechanic should adapt their world to make things work and sometimes that's you that you're having to adapt right that's what mechanics should be doing solve yeah, problems yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely so um some some of those things that people always forget is like what direction things go do you have an easy way to tell people how to remember which way uh, to you know, um practice you know the righty tidy thing is you you hear a lot of that that doesn't work for me. So, yeah, I can, in my mind, I can like figure out how it goes right with both hands. Right. So, it never works for me. So uh, one thing I like to do that I've been doing for the last few years is uh, mentor uh, some high school mechanics at our at our high school uh, mountain bike team. So we have a Nike team, uh, the Minnesota Cycling Association. It, uh, um, and I, we call them equipment managers. And it's interesting to watch them. We talk about tightening and loosening. This is clockwise and counterclockwise. And I, you know, we've gone through all of that. And my new ones, especially, I still see them. You know, I say, okay, we're, we're going to, we're going to, um, we're going to, we're going to tighten this. So here, here we go. No, no, the other tighten. Oh, okay, this way. So yeah. that tighten and loosen thing practice and but one thing that's important to remember on that and this is good getting back to the game thing one of the things we do in, in when i train these 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 students the first couple of times we don't even see a bike i don't, I don't even want to talk about bikes i want to talk about properties of materials i want to talk about steel and aluminum and plastic and wood and how how they bend and shape and like threads we'll take a tap and cut some threads in aluminum and they'll put a bolt in it and we'll all pull it up gently snug and then we learn what a torque wrench is and then they systematically learn to strip it. it that's an important feeling to, to, to know that you're pulling something up, 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 up and then you feel it give, okay? Yeah. Well, why would you do that? <laughs> 
Well, I think if they know how to, and if you know what it feels like to fail, you know where yes. it has to go, right? I would rather they do that on the piece of aluminum I have than on the bike they're about to work on. Yeah. So, but what I'm getting to is this. If I don't know which way this, here's a new bolt. I've never seen it before. It could be a right-hand thread, could be a left-hand thread. If you grab it and you guess, and you guess correct, if you would if you would have graphed the resistance, you're going to have a quick easing. It's it's going to move, and as it moves, the feedback to you, the feedback loop, I'm feeling that ease. If I guess the wrong way, and I'm going to turn it, and it, it's the other thread direction, I turn it that little bit, I don't get that easing. Guess what I probably have done? I've guessed the yeah. wrong way. So if you know, it's tough though. It's tough, like with something like a, a pedal or yeah. a bottom bracket. That's cup, exactly you know. right. Those those can get worked on there so damn tight where you know you're giving it a good yank and and you're going the wrong direction and you're you're not really doing anything, you know. Yeah, there's a the if you go to our website, to, you know, to plug our YouTube channel, go to the YouTube, look at the pedals, the Tech Tuesday, and one of the fun ones we did, I had. Um, People send in uh, haikus that of uh, how to remember. So if you, you like your, <laughs> like that uh, that haiku, um, there there were some good ones sent in. How how to remember? But you know you know pedaling forward, you know as, as as if the bike were pedaling forward will loosen you know each each side, uh, and it it is confusing because the on a bike, the right crank is a right thread and the left crank is a left thread. But a threaded bottom bracket, the left side is a right-hand thread, and the right side is a left-hand thread. And your eyeballs just moved. Yeah. When I said that, you were thinking of that. You were yeah, thinking, yeah. oh, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. the guy, I can tell you this much. Every time I change my bottom bracket, there's some dude's YouTube video that I go to. I like it's like the search terms are, are ingrained in my brain, and yeah. I can just see which way he's turning on the drive side. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's right. Yeah. And he's like English, so he says, uh, instead of saying like clockwise and counterclockwise, he says anti anti clockwise. Yeah, that's it. Anti clockwise is good against the clock. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. That, so the, the standard English bottom bracket is, is fun. That's what we call that. Of course, this is a whole other topic the bike industry the bike mechanic part of it we're no better than India we make up our own language right mm -hmm. so but why why do that so you can describe things quicker right but definitely the specialist knowledge sometimes is to keep people out right doctors are the worst doctor language it keeps right. people out of their profession and cooks do it right machinists do it everybody oh it people oh yeah we definitely do it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so but the the uh, uh english threading is it came from bsa okay birmingham small arms that's where that standard came from well they made they made motorcycles they made guns they made bikes early early on you know early well, pre pre-world war ii and then we adopted that thread standard now British Raleigh, Raleigh bicycles, they had a one and three eighths inch by 26 TPI, a competitive uh, bottom, a different bottom bracket standard. And that one faded away. So the BSA became the standard 
and now we call it English, and some people call it ISO, right? So isn't that fun? So you go in and order it, uh, the right bottom bracket, and if the person behind the counter doesn't know, it's, it's silly. You know, we press fit bottom brackets have a you know horrible system for naming and headsets. Headsets are horrible. So you now we're in um, spoke gauges. That's one of the worst. A spoke gauge is not a size, right? There's no such thing as a 14 gauge diameter, right? right. Two millimeters is a diameter, right? 14 yeah, yeah. gauge is not a diameter. That, that's just our wacky little world and you can drive yourself crazy or just, just live with it. It would be nice if we spoke so, all the same language though. So you said you started at Park in, in the late 90s. Yeah. Were you in the bike industry before that or? Uh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. I taught at Barnett Bicycle Institute. I was a race mechanic. So my first bike shop would have been a, uh, a um, uh, sophomore in high school. So we are going back to 72, mm -hmm. 1872. 1872, yeah. right. 1972. And uh, so my first bikes were cottered cranks, steel cottered cranks. And uh, boy, those were a pain. And uh, you ride hard. You your ankles come in at all. You clip your ankle on that that nice piece of chrome steel. Ouch. So, yeah. Um, yep. And then, uh, um, no, it's uh, been a while. It's the only job I've, I've, I've had, I guess. So it's, I haven't gone out to other industries and, you know, been a cook or been a, you know, a, a physicist or anything. <laughs> Right, right, right. Always bikes, always bikes. So riding them, you know, coaching, some coaching, um, working with the U.S. national team, you know, Olympics, world championships, and then just, you know, charity rides and, and um, you know, just nonprofit organizations and you know, teaching about bikes and then uh, then with Park Tool. So, yeah, I don't know, you so know. So somewhere along the line, you guys decided to start your own YouTube channel. What was it that you guys? Yeah, well, yeah, that's a, that's that's interesting. It's hard to remember. You know, it, you would have thought we would go through this and we'd have like you know some company historian and keep track of this. And <laughs> You're the historian. Well, but you know what? I guess I guess we can. I guess it all tracks itself. I should go back on that and, and look. Right, so we can right. see. The, the first one, but um, uh, was the idea yeah. just like, hey, let's show people how to how to use this stuff and it'll help our sales or. Yeah, like... yeah that was part of it. I mean, that's part of like the, you know, the curriculum I wrote for, for shops, the Park Tool School. Uh, we like shops to connect with their community and, and teach classes. That's why we wrote a, a curriculum for them, because it's it's I, I still am a big believer in that in-person training it's mm -hmm. a good example if you're teaching someone and you you know they start looking up they're visualizing you know or questioning and that that's a really important skill as a teacher if you if you watch a youtube channel I mean, a good one let's pretend ours is a good one you watch a video a hundred times you know what it's telling you the same thing a hundred times Right. <laughs> if that doesn't work for you, right? If that language doesn't click for you, if it doesn't yeah. 
If we're not putting it in a way that you need, that's what a teacher is for, right? To, to say, I don't get that. Okay, well, let, let's think of it like this. You know, I want you to do it this way or give you another metaphor or, you know, take your questions. So um, that in-person training is, is important. And it, it really makes a nice bond between the, the shops, the shops that do that, have put out the effort to do that. Um, I mean, at the time that you guys started doing that, yeah, the 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 probably most of the thought process by a company would be, well, we would charge for this. So to start doing that for free, and your somebody from from your team said that you you started in 2015, um, that that's that's ahead of the power curve. You know what I mean? So you guys were definitely thinking a little outside of the box, right? So the the the, the we we do want like the shops when they teach their in person. There's a charge for that. Adult education, right? You're going to learn how to tie flies. You know, I want to learn how to make quilts. You know, I want to to take an art class. Mm -hmm. There's a charge for that. And bicycle mechanics should, you know, to learn as a hobby shouldn't be any different. But the YouTube, the the, the, the owner um, Eric Hawkins was his decision that that we're going to make this available. And mm -hmm. you know, sure, we we're going to show you how to take a chain apart. And yes, we want you to get a fire tool chain tool, but um, I don't know. I don't think we, if you look at our stuff, I don't think we pound the uh, pound the brand, right? Yeah, I don't think you need to. This is the thing. It, it's the good tools speak for themselves. Yeah. And I am a, a self-admitting person that I am a cheap ass. And I can't tell you how many times that I've been like, I'm not paying 80 bucks for that tool. I'm gonna buy this cheap one over here from Amazon. And like three weeks later, I'm just irritated because now I'm buying the $80 one. No. Like, like, I mean, it happened to me even with this, these torque wrenches back here. And these torque wrenches that you guys have, this one here is the TW 6.2, right. that one is TW5. Like when I first looked at those, I was like, man, I'm not paying that much. I can get a cheap torque wrench. So I bought some torque wrench on Amazon and it was a great deal. And it looked, it looked a lot like yours. Uh -huh. And then I tried to use it and it only torqued one direction. So the things that I really wanted to care about, like my bottom bracket that was right. in the opposite direction, this thing was useless. Right. And of course it sat on my shelf for four months before I had to use it, right? right. And, and I couldn't return it anymore. So that was a sunk cost. And it was one of those, those type of situations have happened to me over and over again. And that's whenever, you know, you get to a point where you're like, just spend the money, get the quality. There's a reason it costs that much. Yeah. There's a, the, the left and right thing is interesting. Uh, it, not just bottom brackets, but suspension, right? If you ride a full suspension bike, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's getting fairly common. You'll have a bolt on the inside of the linkage, the, the heads on the inside, but the tool fitting is in, in the stud part. So, the bolt is turning righty tighty as far as the bolt's concerned, but you're on the outside, you're turning it anti-clockwise. Yeah. So Makes sense. So yeah. you're not looking at it this way, you're looking at it this way. Yeah. So you still need that left. You need it to torque both ways because yes, it's it's the, the bolt is pulling up in a normal right-hand direction, but it's being measured from the other side. Yeah.
So that versatility that, you know, in terms of left, we we're just talking about turning a left and right, which is another yeah, I, example. Yeah, you know, if you want to take your bike apart, you put your wrench in that thing. If you don't pay attention, oh, I'll just turn this counterclockwise. Well, do a full inspection of the part. Oh, the head of the bolt is in here. <laughs> that one, you turn clockwise to drive the head out. So yeah. anyway. Yeah, I did the same thing with the uh, the T-handles that we were talking about. I, I have the park ones, but I bought some other brand and they just snapped all the time. And they had a warranty. I could return them, but it was like, how many times do I need to return these stupid things before I'm like, I'm over it? And apparently that number was like 10 and then <laughs> 10 times. And then I gave them away to somebody else and I bought the park ones, you know, but it's definitely like, it's, it's one of those things where, like I said, the tools actually speak for themselves and um, anybody that uses tools a lot, you, 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 you've probably had this ex experience, you know? So anyways, um, so do you now nowadays you're probably recognized you know instantly from your youtube success right at, at, at a bike event sure yeah see yeah, is a good example but you know we're talking again about that little the cycling world being this little you know, little bubble and you, yeah. you know, and the, but that's where i hang out i guess right so yeah. i go i go to bike as, as as in my off time i'm doing mentoring and coaching with the the team or I'm helping build trails and stuff. So, and that, that's a bunch of, I hang out with biker people, I guess yeah. I should get out more. I really shouldn't. I, I should go to a book club, but <laughs> I find a book club that reads biker books. So there you go. Bike reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what does Hemingway think of bikes? I want to know. So, right. yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, it's good to be expansive and, and to draw in other things. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to see other parts of life, but I always end up. <laughs> yeah, do what you love, right? Yeah, definitely. What um, ha, ha, has that YouTube presence like surprised you in any way that you weren't thinking it was gonna gonna like take a hold of it that way? Yeah, no, it, it's it's it, it, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, because, yeah. I you know, I guess I don't know if, if it's like right now. Okay. These kids, I keep going back to the high school, but they're, they're growing up with this stuff. And my kid, mm -hmm. you know, he's 25, but he grew up as a youth through this stuff, but we didn't. Right. So we, to us, it is, to me, it is surprising, but to, to, you know, my kid's surprised you're a YouTube star. Okay. Yeah. That's, but in that little world, Right, yeah. and a little so, but that's is that you what know, Salvador Dali, you know, yeah. right? That right? Everyone's famous for five minutes. What one of your readers? <laughs> Maybe somebody <laughs> in the comments will. will yeah, yeah, that was that got the wrong celebrity, but it, yeah, you, <laughs> the point is, you can be famous in, in this little little microcosm. Uh huh. But it, you don't want to get too, you know, you mispronounce I'll, I'll mispronounce something. I'll say something, you know. On, online and you know then it's it's in the internet you know and then people are going to they're always going to comment you know we did a bike watch video and i pointed out and this is good when you i really want people to start developing an eye to a mental template to to look at a bike and and this is a normal bike and if something sticks out kind of weird oh something's weird they'll look at it well a good example was in one of the bike watch videos 
the, one of the, the housings didn't have a, a zip tie. And oh, okay, we got to put a zip tie on that. Well, at the end of the wash, I didn't put a zip tie. So this was a six year old video and I still haven't put the zip tie on it. So <laughs> it's like a perpetual tragedy, right? So there's <laughs> still people reminding you to put the zip tie on. Yeah, yeah. The poor guy rides the pushes the ball up the top of the hill every night and then it rolls back down. And he doesn't get a zip tie. Well, it's a great tragedy. So yeah, but that that yeah, people are um, some are nice, some people are nice, and some people are you you just wonder, you know? Yeah. You just wonder yeah, what is, what are you what are you saying here? So yeah, yeah, it's definitely you know who I'm talking about out there. Right. Yeah, they they knew who they are. Yeah. If, if there was anything on the bike that you could change that you just think is like mechanically wrong, what would it be? Oh, uh, uh, sure. I'll give you one thing. Housing stops, housing stops, cable housing stops and cable routing. So this is my little uh, inside joke with other bike mechanics. They have the, you know, the engineers, they got these great engineers. They design the carbon and the, you know, the, the, the number of fibers and the direction and then the, the geometry and it's all beautiful. And they're like a doctor, then they're done. And they hand it to the junior engineer. You put the cables on, kid, right? It's like turning around, oh, you, you finish up and sew the patient up. My work right. is done. Right. And then, you know, the ridiculous housings, the, the way they're routed and, you know, the way they're routed, they'll rub the frame, all right? They'll rub to the frame that the points removed, the, the paint's removed, but I've also seen it that they've rubbed so much, they've removed metal. Metal yeah. is coming off the fork or the frame, right? Bad kinks. And there's, you know, I, I just got a really nice bike. It, uh, it's, it's a new bike. It's more bike than I'll ever need, right? It's this, um, uh, it's, it's this brand X, I'm going to call it. Uh, you don't want you don't want to plug them, <laughs> right? It's got one. It's got you know boost spacing. It's got huge travel. And it's it's just a far more bike than I'll ever be able to ride. But the rear housing that comes you know comes straight out of the the, the chainstay, and then the stop is over on the side, and then it it has to make this horrible bend, double bend, right? Has to make a horrible double bend, and there's no option because of the way they placed it, right? Yeah. So it, uh, does it ruin the bike? No. Does it shift? Yes. Right. So they, well, you're supposed to be riding electric shifting anyway. And, right. Yeah, I would say housing stops. They're, they're not uh, not very well uh, thought out. Brake or uh, or shifting in, in a lot of cases. So that's that's one of them. There you go. Somebody in the comments said the star nut. They they they're surprised that's still a standard. Although the star nuts, yeah, but there, there's a good replacement. The compression plugs, compression plugs are good, you know, but you got to spend some money. Yeah. Uh, but it it uh, the star nut is uh, what my understanding is. My research comes out of the uh, um, lawn furniture industry. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. You see a lot of it in the in the, in the, well in the furniture in general, but especially in the outdoor furniture because they had the steel tubing outside. Uh -huh. But no, you, you do see the, the star fangle that come out of, of uh, we do borrow from other in, industries. Yeah. Which is a little bit ironic. And if you have, a, you know, you look at the history, it's kind of fun. Columbus tubing, right? Famous, you know, oh, Columbus tubing, you know, it's uh, so wonderful uh, for the steel people. Uh, they got their start 
in lawn chairs. Yeah. Right? So, wow. Yeah, I always, I'm always um, irritated by the the seat clamp on on the on the bike that holds the actual seat to the good, post. Good one. You know, yeah, I feel like there's enough. some good there's some good alternatives out there. I see some certain companies will do some stuff on the side that makes it just so much easier. And I don't know why it hasn't the standard hasn't changed because I feel yeah. like every time I have to take my seat off now, especially with like a dropper now, every once in a while you have to take your seat off to put some more air in or something. Good. And every time I do that, it's like, oh God, I know it's going to be like three rides until I get the seat back to where I wanted it. And then it's, you know, it's just, it, it's just irritating as hell. Like just, oh, your, your yeah. Allen key doesn't fit on the front one. Right. You can only do a quarter a turn and until you get it loose enough that you can then turn it all the way. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like there should be an easier, I feel like there should be like a quick release, like just a, like a little, like push this lever up, seat comes off, push this lever down. It's on, you know? Yeah. Boy, you are demanding. Oh man, yeah, I know, right? Manufacturers are listening to this. Yeah, I, uh, I bought a three D printer recently, and now I'm now I think I'm an inventor of everything. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, uh, there is a conflict, definitely. Well, there's several conflicts, but you know between you know holding secure and, and being really reliable, and then easy. Yeah. Right. So sometimes there's a. Um, but no, that, that's true. It's been the weak part for a lot of a lot of the bikes. It's been weak. That 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 joint there, it has to be adjustable. People yeah. need to move it, but it also needs to hold secure, right? And right. that uh, um, with round posts, you had certain technology, but now we have you know an arrow shaped tube or a you know a D shaped or these weird shaped tubes, and the droppers are interesting. Trying to to put it to trying to put this new technology into basically older frames, uh, people that want to get their droppers overhauled because they're sticky, it's pretty common. It was simply too tight, right? They're they're choking. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, 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 you're choking off your dropper. Yeah, and if yeah. you loosen it up a little bit, boing, oh, you yeah. fixed it. Yeah, yeah. so it, it uh, um, yeah, but a conflict, and we hear a lot of that too uh, out in the industry. With you know, from the consumers, okay, what people hate bottom brackets. We have an article or a video on describing most of the different bottom brackets, and there's there's ones that aren't even described that we we haven't put on there, and it is confusing, right? I have a I have a PF thirty. I have a, what's a PF thirty? What does that mean? I have a I'm a BB 86, you know, and I have a say, yeah. and I have a, you know, French threading and, and, uh, do we need all that? Yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you're going to get it. If yeah. you want performance, if everybody, you know, oh, this is so important. It'd be stiff and it'd be reliable and the bearings spin great. And, you know, this and this and this, you're telling the engineers, you know, go to town, give me something good. Oh, but I want you all to be the same. Yeah. Well, that's your that's not free market how it works. <laughs> I just had to buy a new one the other day. I got your BBT 69.2 here in a box. Okay. Because okay. I am using a dub that I have, whatever that, that tool is. And um, I recently switched to center lock. 
and right. I didn't have. I I a while ago I built my my lady's bike and she had center lock and for some reason I got that that rotor on there and I couldn't remember how I did it, so I ended up getting online. They're like, "Oh, you need this cup," and I so I ordered this that way I could use it with the torque wrench. Right. And then a couple of days later, I realized that my I have a wrench that was for the cap on my lefty. I used to have a lefty way back when, and that cap was the same size. But right. I couldn't remember when I was putting it on. I was like, man, I know I put that rotor on there, there before. I don't know how the hell I did it, though. Yeah, you know? It's nice when companies, they will look around some. I mean, you know, uh, a company's not going to make money on the $12 special tool on their $8,000 bike. That's, right. you know, so if they can use a, a fitting that's already out there, they, they like that. But, yeah. the, okay, so a very popular... Uh, company, a very well-known company, has now three different tool fittings on different levels of their bottom bracket. Okay. Oh, interesting. So there's a, uh, and it's, it's, they're all 16 point, one's large, you know, it's, you know, Papa Bear, like 24 millimeter, and that's <laughs> a little bit, Mama Bear, so, and then there's the smaller one. And then, why would you do? Why would you do that? Well, you do save a few grams and go down the line. All right. Yeah. So, but is that important? Well, not to me, but um, to the the top end people. If if you really are are pushing that 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 envelope, but yeah. So, but do we, do we need the different? There's a 24 millimeter spindle standard. There's a 24 that steps down to a 22. There's a 26 millimeter standard. There's a 30 millimeter standard. There's a 35 millimeter standard. And let's not forget, Dub, what diameter? I don't, I don't even know. 28.99. Oh, yeah, that's right, because they didn't want to do 30 like Shimano, right? Well, Shimano's 24. So oh, there was well, something about that, though. There was something else that was 30, and they wanted no, it to the, be... the, the, Yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the PF30, was. there was a lot of 30 millimeter out there. That's what it was, yeah. But this is interesting. Dub is, is interesting, and it was kind of a smart move. They're trying to create a common platform across the board. That was, yeah. That's the concept. And it, it's, it's not even a tool fitting. The Dub standard is the spindle and the bearing. That's that's the dub standard. Yeah, the, the tool fitting could be could be anything, and it, it could be on a press fit, it could be on a thread fit. But um, I don't know if, if they're going to be able to pull that off because there's still there's so much yeah. legacy out there. You know, they would if we could start. It would be nice. <clears throat> it would be nice to see some things have a standard. Well, like yeah. I, I think, like if you could get a derailleur hanger, a standard across all bike companies, Excellent. that would be great. Excellent. Because, for instance, I have a buddy recently bought this this beautiful Scott bike, and the derailleur hanger that they have on that bike, no matter where he breaks one, he can't find one. Yeah. You know, so it's like well, if, if if he was in a different city, they have a whole box of them. But the city I, that he's know, in is when they're always out. I know a guy. I just met a guy, and he said he has a three D printer. Oh yeah, right. What's that again? That could metal. Is your printer metal? No, but I'd have you to know, you need, you need to up up your game. I need to. Okay, so let, let's let's use the hanger thing as, as a good that's a really good example. Do you really want them all the same? 
Now, you're going to be a derailleur company and you have a brilliant idea. Ah, I had this new way to shift. Your platform is set for you. You cannot change. What if your idea is better? Okay, a company, a very clever company, did what's called a DM mount, direct mount. Yeah. So, Campagnolo, uh, you know, so I've been in the business a long time. And even before me, there's the mounting bolt is right below the axle, right? right. That's, where the, that's where they all are. Well, this one company, it brought the thing back. It brought the hanger back and boy, are they strong and tough, right? Yeah. So, and then they mount their, their, their derailleur to that, that, that bracket and it works great. So why should they be now be, why should you be limited just to that standard mounting? That, yeah. oh, that, that's, a, that's, that's a classic tough one. It'd be nice to have them all the same. Um, how many models of hang, replaceable hangers? We're gonna do a video on that eventually. If you told me there are 200 different hangers, I would bet you are low. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah. It, and then, of course, it's great because there's the, you know, I have the 2007 to 2000 model, you know, Babuska, you know, <laughs> from uh, Bubba's Bike Company, and uh, they're out of business. So, right. good luck. That's where you need those 3D printer guys out. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And that's, that's also an interesting thing for the modern world here. Uh, you are seeing files, people are giving each other files of different components, right? So it's a 3D, it's a 3D print file, it's just a PDF, and it can be fed into the the, uh, the machine and it'll spit out this particular part. So, yeah. Yeah, I was reading this thing about the guy that, um, let's just say invented the 3D printer that I bought. And uh, he was saying, you know, like in his mind, he sees a future where, you you buy files like that so like instead of buying the park tool you you buy the the park right. tool so that you can print it at your house right and that's how you get things right away instead of like right having to go to the store that's yeah, interesting yeah, to think about you know that, that's uh that, that's it and we'll, we'll get to work on that we'll, yeah. we'll get to, yeah i'm sure it's I mean, not tomorrow. You have to buy the blue you have to buy the blue cartridge though when you right. when you buy our, <laughs> By our, by our stuff, but only only prints in blue. But I mean, who knows? Those days will come, you know. So I, we're rounding an hour here, and I know you wanted to 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 get on about your day. I really appreciate your time. Is there anything that um like a certain anything that you want to say about Park? Like what makes them stand out? Why people should choose Park? Uh, the people. Yeah. The 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 the, the, the my buddies here. Not not me, but. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Andy Palmer, Derek Hawkins, Alex Hawkins, his, his son works here. It's three generations. And, oh, our shipper, Greg, Greg Fuller, you know, uh, uh, great sportsman. You know, we have a bow hunter here. The people, yeah. you know, and our, our head uh, packager, uh, Terry, rides, a, rides an e-bike. You know, it was great, great to see. You wouldn't think, oh, this gal, ah, she's not going to be a bike rider. She rides an e-bike. Yeah. So, you know, it. it uh, I think. I think the the, the people. That's yeah. what. That's what Park Park Tool is. That's good. That's good. Definitely the people that make make a business. You know, and and it also makes it enjoyable to like who you go and hang out with 
every day. I, I always yeah. say like, you spend more time with your work family than you do with your real family. Yeah. So you better pick a good one. Yeah. You know? That's true. So the last thing that I always like to ask people is um, what YouTube channels they like to watch, just because oh. it's always fun to hear something new. And oh. uh, sometimes some real gems come out. So we know you watch cat videos. What, what, what else do you got on the playlist? Oh, man. I guess more music than, than yeah. the actual videos. It, I wish Truman were here. He's on vacation. He he eats that stuff up, right? He's that age that, that that's his TV, yeah. right? Yeah. That, that's that's what he, uh, um, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I read. Yeah. I read. Go. How's that? There you non, go. Non, non-fiction. Kids stay no. away from that fiction stuff. Doesn't do you any good. No electricity so. for Calvin, man. That's the way it goes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I really appreciate you taking the time to sit down. Anybody that hasn't, uh, check out Park Tool's website. Go over there, parktool.com. Check out yeah. Park Tool on, they're, they're on all the platforms. They're on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok. They got it all. Go over there, check it out. Calvin gives great tutorials. Him and, him and his partner give great tutorials on, on how to fix your bike. So definitely if you're looking for a top-notch how-to video, that's a good place to start. Um, right. If you guys... If you guys haven't already subscribed to the channel, give me a, subscri a subscribe as well or a thumbs up. If you're listening to the podcast, write me a review. That'd be rad. Um, you can do the same thing over there on their channel as well. I I'm thinking he's not hurting on subscribers, though. They're doing pretty good. So <laughs> Great go, job go over there. Everyone quit watching YouTube and go ride your bike. Yeah, go ride your bike, people. Yeah. Right? So then if there's only other one other thing that you that you get out of all of this today, remember it only takes a bike to be a biker. So get yeah. out and be one. <laughs> Thanks.